Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, April 25th, 2022, and this is day 1499 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and we glorify you and thank you for all of the grace and mercy you've had upon us and forgiven us of our sins, even when we mess up or trip up from time to time. You are merciful to us. And I just want to say thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today. Let it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. And thank you, everyone, uh, for supporting me yesterday uh, at Bread of Life Church with uh, Pastor Vincent and his precious wife and their church family. So many of you bless me by being there and supporting me. I have no words to describe how heartfelt that was. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I thank God for the opportunity to share his word. So today's message is, you are not forgotten. Yeah, sometimes we go through life and we wonder, Lord, why are all these things happening to me? Why am I being rejected and denied and uh, talked about and hated? I've done nothing wrong. Um, You know, why is this happening? And God is saying, I've not forgotten you. Uh, We're going to be coming out of Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 through 15. Genesis 16, verses 1 through 15. And it says, now Sarai, Abram's wife, and this was before God changed their names to Sarah and Abraham. So it says, so now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. But she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Well, you notice how (laughs) Sarai came up with the idea and he went along with it, right? (laughs) And so uh, verse six says, your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. And you notice Abram, he too, he avoided 
his responsibility in this as well and and did not uh, try to do anything about the situation. He just said, you do with her what you want. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road of Teshur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. So he gave her an instruction, go back to your mistress. So basically go back and face the problem and submit to her. And he also said, you're going to be blessed. And through all of this hardship, you're going to be blessed. And, and to have several children at that time was a blessing. So her descendants would be so numerous. And think about it. Abram was told the same thing by God. He would be the father of many nations. And his descendants, too, would be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand against him, and he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me for she said i have now seen the one who sees me isn't that beautiful you are the god who sees me when we encounter god and he comforts us we probably feel the same way god you do care about me you are there for me that was really beautiful and it then verse 14 says that is why the will was called Ber Laha Ber Lahai Roy. Sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was eighty-six years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. So sometimes we can get into a big mess when we try to fix the problem ourselves. And we can get ahead of God and create more havoc by coming up with our own plan than if we had just waited on God. So Sarai came up with that plan and Abram agreed. You notice Hagar had nothing to do with it. <laughs> she had no say-so in the plan. And, but they had this kind of this messy thing going on over here, but they were still blessed with a son, Isaac, later. But in the meantime, there was a major conflict in their household. Point number one, 
Have you ever had a big problem that caused you so much pain that you decided to avoid it or run from it so that you could have temporary peace? You you might have thought it would give you full peace, but after you did it, you recognize it didn't really go away, that it raised its head again at some point. Unfortunately, it comes back time and time again. The angel of the Lord gave Hagar advice that's good for all of us when dealing with hurtful challenges in our lives. First, he told her to return and face Sarai, the cause of the problem. So go and face the problem. And then second, and submit to her. So yield, you know, and and in this case, I would say we're yielding to God uh, who is giving us the instructions to do it. So we're going to yield to God and be obedient unto him uh, as he works through us. And our obedience will change the whole situation, even if we don't realize it or see it yet. It's coming. Hagar needed to work on her attitude towards Sarai. Although Hagar did nothing wrong, this situation revealed things about her actions towards this type of conflict in her life. So when we go through certain things, there are many things that we can just, you know, work through effortlessly. But then there are those big things that come at us like big boulders. And And it comes at us at a time that we least expect it. And it just rolls us over. And then once we get back up, it's like, I don't want to encounter that again. I'm I'm going to just run away from that thing. That thing is huge. Well, God is saying, trust him. He will bring you through. We can't do it on our own. Not truly. (laughs) It'll be a temporary thing. But God, when he is saying many times, you know, I can remember times when I was upset with my husband early on in our relationship and he hadn't, uh, he wasn't coming to church with me. It was me and the kids pretty much. And uh, he worked all the time and hung out with his buddies and stuff like that. Uh, Great provider for his household. I I will never take that away and uh, loving and kind and all of that. But I I wanted him there in church with me. (laughs) And I remember praying about that and saying, God, get him straight. He's not right. Let, you know, I want him there with me. And, And here's what God showed me. He said, it's you. And I'm like, what? What do you mean, God? (laughs) He said to me um, that I needed to work on my attitude. Basically, he said, whenever you and your husband uh, get into, you know, these lively discussions, okay, arguments or disagreements, (laughs) don't act like you have to have the last word. Just go ahead and let him say what he's going to say. And, and, and unless it's something, you know, you really need to, to address and say something more. But talk about it. But it was more of a competition on who's going to get the last word. And I know I, I'm real competitive in that way. And I know that was me. And then God said, here's something else I would do. Uh, and I, I didn't have uh, mean intentions when I would do this. When I would come home from church, I would always share the word with my husband and say, and and the pastor taught this today and and just hoping that he would be like, yes, that sounds good. I'm going to be there the next week. But actually it was a turnoff. 
And I didn't know until God told me. He said, don't, don't do that. Because see, my motive was not right. It was, it was a good motive, <laughs> but it was hurtful to my husband. Because it was as if I was saying to him, this other man uh, from church, the pastor, uh, said this and said that. And to my husband, it was like usurping authority over him and his household. You know what I mean? I didn't even see it that way. But God showed me that. And later when my husband and I talk about that, we talked about it some yesterday too. He said, that's how he felt. And I said, you know, that's exactly what God told me. And I'm so grateful that I stopped. I stopped doing that. And uh, then the Lord also told me um, I didn't have to be in church every time the doors were open. Uh, So, you know, back then we had Sunday morning and Sunday night service. So I stopped going to Sunday night service and I was still going Wednesdays for Bible study. And uh, and then the other thing, when we would have um, activities or dinners at church, which was fellowship and fun, I would bring something. The Lord said, always make sure you make a meal and keep it there for your husband too, if you're not going to be there. So sometimes I wouldn't do that. I would wait till I got home and cooked. He said, no, make sure you do it before you go. And those are, those were were some of the the best things that I, I could have ever learned to help our marriage. And then later my husband came on in on his own, but I had to do some things myself Uh, for me. It wasn't about him. It was about me. And that's exactly what the angel of God is telling Sarai. Point number two, many times God will allow us to go through things like rejection, false accusations, letdowns to strengthen our character. I believe he's conditioning us for greatness. We may not understand or see it at the time, but our father God knows and he knows what's best for us. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Always remember that no problem is too complicated for God. He loves you so much. He said he would never leave you or forsake you. Trust him and obey what he's given you to do, even if it doesn't feel comfortable. I'm telling you, that didn't feel comfortable for me right off the bat. But once I began to practice it, it became the new norm for me. And my husband one day said, honey, are you okay? I said, yeah, why do you ask? (laughs) He said, well, I noticed you don't act like you have to have the last word and all that. I'm like, yes. I was just so excited inside. Like, yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Um, Several years ago, there was a young woman that I had the pleasure of meeting uh, when her mom passed away. And she lived, her mother lived across the street from my mother. And her mother was raising her children. I think she had four or five children that her mom was raising because this mother had a drug addiction. And she left her children with her mom as she went out and was on the streets doing all the things that you do sometimes when you have an addiction to drugs. And uh, she was living a really rough life. And 
once her mother died, she was at the house and she was sitting on the step, front step. And my mother asked me to go over and talk to her and and pray with her and lead her to Christ. And I did. And I got close to her and we, we ended up having a relationship. She ended up trying to raise her own, her children now at that time they were teenagers and um there were some things that happened to her in her life that caused her to go that direction to addiction to drugs she uh was running from a problem herself uh and um she shared with me how when she was coming up her mom drank a lot and there were people that would be at the house men and different ones when she was younger as a child and someone molested her in her house and no one really knew and she didn't know how to deal with that as a child and 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 things other things happened in her life that catapulted her into this direction it was simply the enemy trying to keep her down but when she came to face the situation with her mom passing and then taking on that responsibility of raising her children the rest of the way, there were lots of challenges. It wasn't easy. And uh, some of her children rejected her because of the hurt they encountered with her because she was not in, in their lives. And they were hurt too. And she struggled getting off drugs. She would, you know, be back and forth one week on, one week off. And the kids had, uh, that were teenagers, had jobs uh, during the summer and would bring home money. And she would steal their money sometimes and go use it for drugs. So they resented her for that. They did not trust her. And they had every reason to not trust her, right? Um, but she was struggling. And one day, I hadn't seen her for a while. She and I, you know, she would come to church with me. Um, we I work with her. She she worked with me as far as trying to get her life together. And then something happened. I did not see her for about a good year. And one day, uh, it was just like she'd just fallen off the map. I hadn't seen her. My mother uh, was at my mom's church at the time, and. My mother said, I've got a surprise for you uh, one day uh, on for Sunday. I'm like, really? What is that? And she said, I can't tell you. So when I got to church, there she was. And uh, the woman, the mother that I was telling you about. And, and she looked totally different. She was so, she had a whole different persona. She dressed differently. Her language was different. She had this glow about her. She said, I had to get off Prospect. I had to get away from all the people that I used to associate with when I did drugs. She said, I had to go and get cleaned up. <laughs> I said, glory to God. She said, I've got a business. Uh, I'm doing well. And uh, she started coming to church there with us and bringing her children and grandchildren. But there was one daughter that still did not want to receive her because of the hurt and pain she caused her. And that hurt her a lot, hurt the mom a lot. And I told her, 
just continue to persevere, continue to love your daughter. Give her time and give her space because she has been hurt drastically. Although your other children have embraced you and and received you, but that daughter, it took a lot more time. And we have to understand sometimes in life, things that we've done or things that people have done to us will cause division and God will mend it, but it's in his time and based upon how you obey him and do exactly what he called for you to do during that situation. And so she did. And I believe, I don't know for sure, but I remember they were talking a little bit and, you know, so it's little baby steps at a time. So you may be the one on that end who's been hurt, or you may be the one who perpetrated the harm. Whatever it is, you both have the same type of hurt feelings and you both have the same needs. And God wants to address you both. And so yield to him, submit it all to him, give it all to him and leave it there. Don't pick it back up. He loves you so much. He's saying, I got you. I'll take care of you. You just trust him. All right. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is a glorious thing. Oh, praise God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace in Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S-Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name in your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Check out what we're doing in the community with our precious youth, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship development. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.